12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Buck. I write for The Athletic, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next is Bubba Wallace of 2311 Racing. I am recording this heading into the Daytona regular season cutoff race where Bubba has to win uh, in order to make the playoffs, and he should be a threat to do so based on his recent history there. Uh, Two straight second-place finishes at Daytona. Uh, as well as that Talladega win last fall. So figured it might be a good time to have him on the podcast. Let's go ahead and listen to our conversation. All right, everybody, I'm back for another 12 questions with Bubba Wallace. Uh, thanks for hosting me here in your lovely motorhome. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Yep, no problem. I don't know why I said thank you, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first question is, how do you feel about people reclining their seats on airplanes? Uh, I'm good with it. Uh, I've started to notice over the last year or so that I'll check, and if the person's like working on their computer or their iPad, then I won't go back. Oh, okay. Yeah. You kind of give the peek over. The yeah, shoulder. I give like the courtesy look. Um, but this is more. This is more so on our charter flight, our private stuff. Uh huh. Commercial. I'm. I'm going back regardless. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Because there's more room. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more room than than the than the flights that we're on. That that's that's surprising me. Why wouldn't they make the the private jets or the private planes at least the team planes have more room than like you would think commercial would be like the worst. Yeah. And then it would get better, but no. Well, it's a trade-off, right? Cuz we just walk on the plane and go home. Yeah. Commercial you get there 2 hours before. Right. Deal right. with somebody in TSA having a bad day. Yeah. You know. This you just get on and go. So I'll much rather take that with Shitty seating, <laughs> then good seating, but you you have to get up at the ass crack of dawn. Right, right, right. So, okay, makes sense. Yeah. How often do you get recognized at the grocery store? Um, to be honest with you, I haven't gone to the grocery store in so long. Uh, Amanda's taken over that. She just she just goes. She just texts me. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna go play tennis today, and then on the way back, what do you need from the grocery store? So I'm like, all right. Um, but outside of the grocery store, I'd say the. Uh, getting more recognized yeah um kind of everywhere we go now yeah you you can tell there's a noticeable difference yes yeah yeah which is cool um you know fast or rewind five years ago you know just the race market kind of knew who you were Mm -hmm. and now it's it's going up to just just about anywhere and all demographics kind of realize who you are so it's pretty cool wow that is cool yeah yeah that that makes a difference yep uh, on a scale one to ten, how good are you at replying to text messages in a timely manner? Um, did you say a scale one to ten? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Zero. Oh. Yeah. That bad. I'll give it two. I'll give okay. it two. Like, there's some. I'm I'm the worst at reading a text and answering in my head. Oh yeah yeah. Or if it involves like, I uh, I don't know, like uh, Amanda. I'm like <laughs> look at this text, and then I put it down. Yeah. And then I'll get. I'll go to text that person like, hey, man, I need a favor. And I'm like, damn. Yes. I'm the worst at that. Yeah. And also, I'm really bad, which some people, some people might call BS, but is typing out a message and never hitting send. I've done that. So too. when you go to text somebody, it's like, hey, there's a whole fucking paragraph. Yep. It's right there. Yeah. I had, I had one or two after my Talladega win, Toyota execs. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Text me. Super nice, long message. I responded instantly, but never his sent. Uh, you know what the problem is? Is like you get so many notifications on your phone, you might be typing it, 
you have it ready to go something else pops up you click that yep. real quick and you think okay i'm yep. gonna go back to that and then and you never do yeah yep and then another text pops up so, oh, yeah, 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 right that. right yep. yep yep what is the best way to get out of a conversation with someone who won't stop talking that's a good question i have my thing that i can't share to the public uh-huh. you know <laughs> and everybody would yeah know. my my manager he he knows what it is it's, it's hilarious it's like one of those conversations that's like eh, it's not that not that interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm always I kind of start to get short. Like, okay, yeah, ha, huh, cool, thanks. Right, yeah, right, gotta right. go. Like, all right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like start to walk too, and like, okay, gotta go. Yeah. So that that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's so many people that want your time also, um, mm-hmm. especially as your profile's risen yeah. and yeah. that. Everybody wants to tell you something or a story or something, and you're like, yep. you can't just talk to one person all day. Right. Or just you know, right? It's only so much time. Yep. Uh, if you could only pick, if you could only pick one form of social media to use and drop all the rest, which would it be? Instagram. Okay. Yeah. If they could, we were talking about this yesterday. The photographer that we have hired on, Nico. We were talking about how Instagram uh, just kills the resolution. Like you, you, you can. There's some way around, I think, in Photoshop or something, to post like a really crisp picture. But say you take a picture, which iPhone cameras are solid now, right? Right. You put it up there, and it's like, damn, this looks shitty. But it's, it's Instagram's crop. They didn't upload since, the full resolution. Yeah, they of it, don't. Basically. Yeah, so they they kill it. So it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate, but Instagram. Yeah, you work though. so hard on a photo. Yep. And it's supposed to be a photo sharing. They should almost give like an option where you could pay more. To have, especially for like professional photographers who use, yes. it, you know, like yeah. if you want Instagram Pro or whatever, that'd be sick. Like people would sick. do that yeah. too. Yeah, I think we've hit on something there. Let's uh, let's start something there. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give someone who is having a hard time getting over a mistake they've made? What advice? Um, that's I'm I'm the best at that, right? Because <laughs> I hold myself, you know, to the highest of highs and. So it's 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 gonna be funny coming from me, but uh, you know, let's see. Example was Raja at Pocono in his Xfinity race wrecked on lap one or two. Yep. And I've done that. Um, and it was the next week or something, and uh, he was like, "I hope not to wreck on lap one." I'm like, "See, you're already thinking it. You're already, you know, you're already kind of." putting that out there and so it's just like man you live and you learn especially when you're a rookie you know everybody kind of expects you to make those mistakes so when it happens yeah it's frustrating but it's like eh. now when you make it again that's the that's the problem so yeah. you learn from it so i think it's good to make one mistake but you have to really look at yourself i text him as soon as it happened i think before he even got out of the car and i was like hey man we've all been there done that but i need you to go back and rewatch that and listen to what I told you about racing side by side in Xfinity cars. It's tough. You get loose and and uh, just learn from it and and move on. So yeah, I think just uh, learn how to not do that mistake again. Yeah, poor Raja. Uh, the, he was also the example for Tommy Joe Martin's answer to this question. He brought up the Pocono thing. Oh really? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the perks of being twice. a rookie. <laughs> Uh, so this next one's a wild card question where I'm mixing it up for each person. Uh, last year on our 12 questions, you told this great engagement story. So mm-hmm. now here we are. The wedding planning's in right. full swing. Yep. So my question is, 
what percent of the wedding planning are you involved in and what percent is Amanda? Like, are you, are you like, is she coming to you and be like, all right, flowers, what are we doing? Photographer? Like what do or are you just like, you do it all? What, what's, what's the breakdown? Well, how do you want to look at it? Because, uh, who's paying for the wedding that I'm involved hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Um, but from, from your standpoint, really, um, she's like, Hey, I got this. I went and got this. And I'm like, cool. So Honestly, if if she was sitting here and I said zero, she'd be like, "That's not true." I'll go five percent. Okay, so there's some things you you weigh in a little bit on. But yeah, you want her to be happy with it, so the most part you're. That's it. She's like, "Here's my colors," and I'm like, "Okay, I'll go get my suits." Like, right? Like that's that. Flowers. We haven't talked about flowers yet. Um, more more important stuff. Well, the wedding is important. I'm not knocking that, but we've been working on our house plans. Oh, which okay. I've been 10% involved with, but now we're getting down to like finalizing our plans to start breaking ground, hopefully in the next few months. Um, yeah, she, she's, she's more like, Hey, we're sitting down and talking about this, mm. the wedding stuff. She's, she's handled everything like a champ. So yeah. I, does it seem, uh, does it seem real yet? Like, is it getting close enough where you're like, Oh, it's coming. Uh, yeah, we've, we've talked about it a couple of times. We're, um, what? Four months out, uh, October or uh, September, October. No, yeah, four months out, and the next next week will be four months out. So, which is which is kind of cool. Um, you know, we're excited. I'm I'm excited to you know, one marrying my best friend is really cool, but just the the I guess ideology of being married and and you know that's your significant other and and wearing a ring and all that stuff like. It's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. If someone blatantly wrecked you to win a race, would you interrupt their celebration? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Like that's you'd pull the Denny on Bowman Martinsville last year. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on how bad the wreck was, it might go to a further extent than <laughs> just nudging up against him. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. <laughs> a lot. Of, it's funny that you said immediately you would, because a lot of people this year are like, no, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Maybe in the heat of the moment, I don't think so. But, but you're just like, no, absolutely, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like if if it's coming down to the last corner, say here at the Glen, and you are ten car lengths ahead, and next thing you know, you're in the fence. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's going down. All right, I'll get my camera out for that. <laughs> uh, what movie do you think you've seen the most times over the last year? I've watched Life with Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence. I probably mentioned that before in these 12 questions. But it was just on today, this morning. And then it was on yesterday or two days ago. And so I've rewatched it. That's, that's actually my all-time favorite movie. And so I can't say how many times I've seen it this year, though. Um why do you like it so much? It's really funny, but it's also really sad. Mm. At the same time, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I don't think so. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not really surprised that you haven't seen it. But <laughs> you should. You should check it out. Okay. It's, uh, it's actually. It, it's it's a perspective movie. Uh, it's back from the early 2000s or maybe the 90s. Nah, early 2000s got to be. And um, it's it's really really funny. But then when you pay attention to the message, it's like, man, that's really fucked up. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's called Life, and it's about two black guys getting thrown in prison for life for a crime they didn't commit. Oh, I see. And so when you have Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, there's the comedy side. Right. 
but the perspective of it, it's like, damn, that's shitty. Right, right, so, right. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. But you should check it out. It's actually a good movie. Okay, yeah. I will. I yeah. will. Uh, when you think about NASCAR five years from now, what are you the most optimistic about, and what worries you the most? Um, most optimistic is, um, let's see. I wonder how this. I'm I'm genuinely excited and and curious about the new TV contract. Yeah. And how that's going to change the game. Um, could be for the worse. Could be for the better. You know, I'm staying right in the middle of the road. Who knows? The thing I'm concerned about is is if we go like hybrid or fully electric. Mm. Because, like, we're sitting here now. You're going to hear the race cars in this audio. Right. That's right. cool. We're at a racetrack. Yep. Like nothing against Formula E drivers, Formula E teams, but. I've watched plenty on TV, and I've hit the mute button three times thinking that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't hear anything. Yeah. You know, and, and it takes away that excitement. So I don't know if they'd ever go fully electric. Who knows? Um, but I would not be a fan of that. You have to have some sound. You have to have sound. Yeah. Like, I've, I've met a lot of people throughout the years that are like, man, when you hear those cars crank up, like, that's when the blood gets flowing. Right. When you hear something... Spool right. up, it's like, mm, what is that? I you went know? to one Formula E. People will probably get mad if they see this in the interview, but I went to one Formula E race, and you stand there in the corner and you're waiting for him to come. And it sounds like, you know, like when you're on the golf course and you have like electric golf carts. Just <laughs> yeah, going, it's, it's, it sounds like, and they all just come by, and it sounds like golf carts driving by. You're makes, like that was it. Yeah, like it's just like, man. I mean, they're still, you know, obviously badass is what they do, but just, just from a spectator standpoint. You know, outside of looking in, I'm like, man, I miss the sound. Like, right. I didn't like when, when, when F1 went to went to their motor now, and it's like, man, I've gotten used to it now. But like when they first did it, yeah, I was like, oh, this is not cool. Yeah, then Jimmy went and drove when he went and did the car swap with Alonzo. He was driving the old what V10, V12. Like it sounded awesome. Right, right. So just like you see, so many people like when when an old nostalgic video gets posted. Like, oh, man, I love this old sound. Like, bring it back. Yep. So people people latch onto that. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Um, so a magic genie appears and offers you the chance to go back to the beginning of your racing career and start all over. But you get to retain all the knowledge and experience that you have now. Mm-hmm. So do you stay where you are or do you go back and try it all again? I would go back and try it all again. Yeah. yeah. You feel like you could win a lot more? Yeah. Yeah. Knowing, knowing what I know now for sure. Took my uh, engineers to um, to lunch uh, Thursday, and we were sitting there talking. And it's conversations that I've had with Raja. I'm like, man, you go run, you go run these Xfinity races and these truck races. When you go back to Arca, you're gonna feel like, oh wow, like this isn't as hard as it was when I first got into Arca. Mm-hmm. And like I remember getting to Daytona for the first time um, in the truck, and it was just the biggest track i've ever seen in my life like everything was just like you were just lost right and so you're driving around like a deer in the headlights like taking it all in and and jerry the crew chief at the time baxter he was like hey don't leave the yellow line i'll race and you'll finish top 10 top 15 whatever and that's what you did right Mm. and so then you you go to all these tracks for the first time i remember going to kansas and i'm like oh okay this place is fast vegas fast Mm. And then you go back for the second year and, you know, we're winning some races and, and all good. 
fast forward to Cup, it's like you're kind of going to them for the first time again because mm. Cup's so different. But then you go back to Truck or Xfinity, and it's like, oh, wow, this is night and day difference. Really? It's the same thing, but just your experience, your knowledge, and the experience that you've raced against is just so much greater in the Cup Series. Huh. You know? And I, I told him this. I said, when you get to the cup level, that is the hardest competition you get to. When you get to Xfinity, that's the, that's, that's hard, that's the hardest competition you get to. When you get to cup, obviously, everybody's the best of the best. Right. So when you get to race against the best of the best, hone in on your craft, beat the best of the best, and then you go back down, you're still racing against the best of the best of that series, but you seem like you're a little bit better. Your confidence is that much higher. Hmm. That's really interesting. It's your your feeling of everything like it, like it broadens your horizon almost so like stepping down is 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 easy hmm. but still a challenge yeah unless you're Kyle Busch and you just go and win <laughs> right but like like jumping into the Xfinity car at Coda I qualified 15th road course I'm not the best but I went into turn one and I came out seventh and it's like oh okay you know hmm. And so, still running against AJ and all these guys. So, I don't want this to get portrayed as like, oh, he thinks he's better. And hell no, because when you go back down, you get to see the actual real talent of that series, and you get to go and try to beat them. But it's just a little bit easier, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds like it's sort of like when the baseball players warm up and they have the heavier weight on their bat, Mm -hmm. and they're taking the practice swings, and then when they take it off, it's easy. You still have to get a hit. You still got to get a hit, yeah. But it's easier to swing the bat yeah. based on yeah. what you just did. You're still trying to hit a 90-mile-an-hour fa- fastball. Right. Yeah. right, Still trying to do that every series you go to. Yeah. Just a little bit easier. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. Uh, yep. So each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next person. Last week was McDowell. He didn't know it was for you specifically, but it was just a general question for anybody. His question is, uh, who is the driver you look up to the most and why? That's such a basic question, McDowell. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've always said this. I've never really picked a driver to look up to and kind of idolize. I've always appreciated racing against some of the best and, you know, race for Kyle, racing for Denny now. Uh, Harvick was, was a help early on in my career, racing against Jimmy, Dale. You know, guys like that, you know, has is, is been really cool. Um I've always appreciated racing against Brad, you know, it's, it's fun and you, and you gain a respect from those guys. Right. And, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So, you know, I, I appreciate some of the drivers that I, I race against. So that's yeah. the easiest way to put it for me. Yeah. You're not at the point in your career where you were like, man, there's that guy. No, nah, I never was like, yeah. like people think, you know, Oh man, you race for MJ. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. But you know, it's just a, I think I think that's I mean well you've always been like that to an extent Mm -hmm. you're not going to get nervous around people but Mm -hmm. it it must be you've met so many people you you've already you've realized at the point you're like people are people Mm -hmm. right so like you you're not going to get starstruck by too many people but I think if drivers haven't lived through that experience they're gonna be like wow yeah you know yeah like it was it was cool um we had our um we had MJ's tequila company, Sincoro. We had a party in Nashville for Friday night when we were there for that weekend. And uh, had a lot of industry people out. And uh, George Kittle was there. Oh, yeah. From the 49ers. And um, 
we were just sitting there talking and MJ walks by and he's like freaking out. He's going nuts. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's MJ. Like, yeah, like my man was going nuts. <laughs> and so then we're sitting there. MJ has his own little sitting area. We're just sitting there cutting it up. And he's like, MJ, George is like off in the crowd. MJ's like, oh, man, that's uh, I was like, that's Kittle. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he like MJ got excited and walked up to him. And I said, hey, George. And they both sp- sprung a conversation right there. That's cool. And so like. He was he was like so thankful George was to and but MJ was just excited to meet him. And I'm just sitting there like, Oh yeah, that's Kittle, that's MJ. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god. It's, it's pretty cool to see the differences there. What a life. Yeah. Uh so I don't know who the next driver's gonna be with yet, so I could either uh you could either give a general question as So that, you know this is always the worst thing for me, right? I know. Well I so, can just let you know. Let me know. <laughs> yes. Yes. I wish I could say I planned ahead enough, but I, <laughs> Usually I, you, you did though. Well, uh, this time, COVID, you know, COVID. I wanted to be, uh, I, I figured, you know, great timing with you going into Daytona is going to yep. come out right. Yep. You're going to be a big story there. Yep. Uh, maybe put it in the show and I then, so. uh, we'll see. I, I need to kind of see how this weekend shakes out before mm. I can decide the next one. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. But I appreciate you doing this as always. No thanks, problem. Thanks for the time. Thanks. All right, everybody. There you have it. Bubba Wallace on the 12 questions. Appreciate him taking all the time. And being willing to have a fun conversation there and and play along with some of the questions. I say this every week, but I really do appreciate you listening to these. And I I know uh, a lot of people like to read them and don't listen to the podcast version. And that's fine. I think that's cool. But um, I really think you can get more out of it by listening to the person's tone of voice and, uh, you know, tell if they're joking or whatever. Stuff that can't come across just by reading it. So, um, yeah, thanks for taking the time to do that. Hopefully I'll have another good podcast for you again next week. Until then, talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.